overall fertility, for overall hormone balance. Fat fuels your brain, so it's going to have you thinking clearly. It fuels your digestive system, so it's going to keep you fuller longer. It's going to fuel your baby's brain once you do get pregnant. Have you been searching for a community that gets it? Join me, your host, Monique, as we get real about the emotional, physical, mental, and spiritual effects infertility has on its victims. Let's connect and heal together. I am one in eight, too. Thank you so much, friends, for tuning in to Infertility and Me Podcast. I'm your host, Monique Farouk. Today, we have Miss Kayla Smith the creator and founder of The Hormone Puzzle. You guys may already follow her on social media. You may be already familiar with what she does, but may not have the in-depth knowledge of what she does specifically for the fertility and infertility community. But Kayla is the CEO and program director of The Hormone Puzzle Society, a women's health hub for fertility hormones and the business of coaching. She is also one of the coaches at the society. Kayla works with women who are struggling with infertility and hormone imbalances and coaches them to get pregnant naturally and eliminate symptoms of hormone puzzle imbalance. Kayla brings over 20 years of experience as a professional fitness trainer, wellness educator, and author. To date, she has published multiple books on fertility and hormones as well as four distinct online courses. Kayla holds four different qualifications as a certified holistic health and wellness coach, She realized her dream of creating a virtual holistic and wellness practice and helps women all over the world solve their issues. As the creator of the hormone puzzle method, Kayla helps her clients learn how to cycle sync so they can have pleasant periods, boosted fertility, happy hormones, hotter sex lives, and greater creativity, productivity, and well-being at work. So Kayla is on today's Monday episode and it just about Thanksgiving, how quickly that came upon us. So I wanted Kayla to come on and speak about her method for dealing with our bodies and living holistically and also learning more about what we can do to optimize our fertility. That is the theme of the week is having healthy lifestyle goals and things that we can work towards and starting small. And so that is why this episode and Friday's episode is based on nutrition, because it is so very, very important for fertility, conceiving uh, naturally or with reproductive assistance. I'm pretty sure you guys as doctors have already told you the importance of nutrition, but it is so very important. And it goes well, well, well beyond just trying to conceive and get pregnant, but also to carry the life of that child and have a healthy pregnancy. And also so that you can care for that child after you have given birth and being able to stay on your toes. You know, you may be an older mom like myself, closer to 40. And so you want to have the energy and the vitality to be able to care for your child, your children, and care for your spouse and be there for them just for your family, you know? And so it's very important that we learn these tools and ways of caring for ourselves because our eating habits and our overall well-being also supports our emotional states, our mental state, our brains, and, you know, the body is a system. So it all works together. And so we can implement these tools and ways of eating and and healthy living so that we can also have, keep our bodies in a state of cleansing and detoxifying from all the pesticides and all the junk that we like to indulge in every now and again. I do it too. I love a good candy bar every six months or so. I try not to eat it so much because it gets stuck in your teeth and 
we know how that goes. But anywho, <laughs> I just thought, especially with the holidays, we need reminders about things that we can do to optimize our lifestyles holistically, not just for fertility, but to get through the holidays and to maintain these goals while we are celebrating, bringing in the new year and gathering in small groups, hopefully with family. And I just want you guys to live your best freaking life well into your 40s, 50s and beyond after you have conceived or however your baby comes to you. So give it just one second, friend, and we'll be right back with Coach Kayla Smith. Kayla, thank you so much for coming on the pod and talking to us today. Just before the holidays really kick off with Thanksgiving, it's going to be so important that we stay on track with our mm -hmm. nutritional lifestyle goals, uh, whether we're conceiving, uh, trying to conceive naturally or through treatment. So I appreciate you so much and all the work, wonderful work that you've been doing over so many years in the fertility and infertility community. Oh, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. So can you tell us like a little bit about your journey for those who may not know it and come across it on your podcast or on um, your Instagram handle? Yeah, sure. So I, my husband and I got married and uh, we got married at probably a little bit later. We were 34. I was 34. Mm -hmm. I won't tell you how old he was because he's a little younger than me, but um, I was 34 and we thought it would be really easy. We wanted a family and we just started trying pretty much immediately. And, you know, you hear your whole life, if you have sex, you're going to get pregnant. So that's mm -hmm. what I thought. Like, I thought we would just do it. And the next week I'd be pregnant. <laughs> and so, yeah. Wasn't that simple. We tried for probably three months, nothing happened. And so, and at that point I wasn't super concerned, you know, I just thought, okay, maybe this is taking a little longer. So we went to the doctor and you know, my OBGYN, she ran a bunch of tests. She was like, you're normal. Everything's normal. You're super healthy. Just keep trying, which I mm -hmm. feel like is what they say. Like just um, keep swimming. Yep. Keep swimming. I'm like, no <laughs> kidding. We're doing that, <laughs> but all right. So we tried for probably three more months, still nothing. And so at this point, it's been about six months in and I'm like, okay, something's going on here. Yeah. So we went back in. And so she said, okay, let's try Clomid. And now I know that that is like their first protocol for most people, whether like, I don't even remember her telling me you're ovulating, you're not ovulating, you're, you need to be timing your intercourse on these days. You need to be like, I didn't know any of that before I got into the fertility space. I was just like willy nilly having sex, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. nothing was happening. So she put us on Clomid three rounds, still nothing. Um, and at this point she said, okay, let's go see a fertility specialist. And so we did, we went to a local fertility clinic in our town, again, some more tests, more invasive procedures by this point we did the hsg we did um some more testing we did my husband got a full workup which he hadn't done yet which i find again pretty odd because at this point we're like nine months in and they've never tested my husband and so mm. but I didn't know any better. So I'm like, okay, just following protocol, what the doctors tell you to do. So they ran the test at the fertility clinic. Everything's normal. At this point, they said, well, you know, your next option is IUI. And if mm -hmm. that doesn't work, because at this point now I'm like 35 and a half, they said, because you're advanced maternal age, if IUI doesn't work, then you need to do IVF. And so at that point I stopped and I said, okay, so there's nothing medically wrong with me or my husband, but I need to do a medical procedure to get pregnant. That makes absolutely no sense to me. And I'm not going to do that unless it's absolutely necessary. And I knew those procedures would be there. Like if we needed them, I was 35 and a half. I thought, you know, maybe 
let's take a year, see what happens. If nothing still happens, then we can come back to, you know, do IUI or IVF. And so that's what I did for a whole year. I tried to get super intentional. I did all this research. I started looking at, okay, what foods do I need to be eating to boost my fertility naturally? What, how does my exercise play into this? What is my lifestyle? Is there any products that I'm using that are compromising my fertility? Like I read probably every book that you can think of on fertility. I, you know, talked to all my friends that anybody that would listen, I would talk to them about fertility. And, and so that's what I did. I just went on this like journey of boosting your, my fertility naturally. And about six months into that, I ended up getting pregnant naturally. And now that baby is seven years old. (laughs) So, and then once I kind of figured out, okay, this is what I need to do. We decided we wanted to have a second. By this point, I was 39 and you know, we said, let's try naturally for, you know, two to three months, see what happens. If nothing happens, then maybe we need a medical procedure now because I'm 39. Uh, And you know, our first try, I got pregnant and now we have a (laughs) four-year-old. So two children, naturally, the last one was born at 40 years old and it's truly a miracle. And so at that Mm -hmm. point, after that child was born, I said, I want to take all this knowledge that I've learned and I want to work in this field because I was so frustrated with not getting the answers that I wanted, not ever Nobody talked to me about nutrition. Nobody talked to me about Mm -hmm. timing my cycles. None of it was discussed. Mm -hmm. All that was discussed was take this pill, do this procedure. This is how, you know, we're suggesting you get pregnant. And so I went back to school. I got quadruple certified and now I am a fertility coach and I started my company and that was four years ago. And so now I'm, I'm helping women all over the world to get pregnant naturally or to allow their art treatments to work better. That is truly remarkable. You know, that is wow. you. And I always say, you know, God put me on this earth for a reason. You know, you always hear that, you know, wh- yep. what's your purpose in yep. life? This is my purpose. I mean, through and through, I was right made for it, this. Right, <laughs> right into it. Wow, yes. incredible! It's because in the year that I've been following you, I know you because you've been in the space for so long. You don't always go over your own journey so much, you know, unless mm-hmm. you're guesting like today or something like that. So yeah, that I did. I wow, wow. <laughs> That, that that has made me speechless and I'm not usually that uh, easy. <laughs> I'm speechless. <laughs> right. <laughs> so after you got all of your certifications and you you coupled all that information with what you found and you developed this system and it's working for your clients and all that. So mm-hmm. I want to ask you, what exactly is the hormone puzzle? Yes. So the hormone puzzle is an acronym, puzzles an acronym, and it's all the steps that I took myself through to boost my fertility naturally. And it's what I use on my clients. And the reason I wanted an acronym, because one, I wanted to make it really easy for myself to think, okay, this is what I need to be focusing on each day. Am I to do, am I focusing on, and I'll go through in a minute what these pieces mean, but you know, I was saying to myself, am I focusing on nutrition? Am I looking at my sleep, my environment, all of these things that I need to be doing on a daily basis. So the acronym helps me to remember as well as I wanted it to be easy for my clients to remember. Okay. I'm, I'm, did I do my puzzle today? And so it's just a really easy way to remember everything you need to do to boost your fertility naturally. And say I named it puzzle because I feel like our hormones 
are like a big puzzle. And if one thing is out of balance, then we don't have homeostasis in our body. We don't have the pretty picture of health and fertility and vitality that we want. And so it's called puzzle because if that one piece is out of balance, then that doesn't happen. And so puzzle stands for P is proper whole food nutrition, U understanding supplements, Z zapping stress, Z or Z's sleep, L is love and encouragement. E is exercise and environment. So on a daily and weekly basis, you should look at those pieces and say, am I eating balanced whole food nutrition? Am I taking the right supplements? Am I managing my stress? Am I sleeping appropriately? All of these things are going to, one, create homeostasis in your body. So balance, two, boost your fertility naturally and make your overall health in general better and more optimized. Thank you for that. And I can't wait to write it out for the show notes so everybody <laughs> can have it, screenshot it, do what they need to do with it. And um, wow, that covers like everything, really, when you think about it, because mm-hmm. when you see a reproductive endocrinologist, then you go get an acupuncturist and then you go mm-hmm. get a nutritionist. Some people I know have, have nutritionists because they've had maybe in- eating disorders in the past or they have naturally always been kind of thicker. Um, and so in the sleep, sleep is so important. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. When we're thinking about the first part of the puzzle and the P part of the puzzle, how do we, how can we tackle that? Mm-hmm. I, because it can be really overwhelming to try to, yes. uh, you know, implement all of these things for different various parts that we go through, mm-hmm. you know, sleep, nutrition, exercise, all those things. How can we really simplify that thing on our own? If we're not ready to necessarily come speak to you and work with you and your services, like maybe one I, or two tips. Yeah. I always say just start somewhere, start with yeah. one thing. What's one thing that you can do today to boost your fertility naturally and pick one of those pieces of a hormone puzzle and dive in. So maybe that's nutrition. So I have something that I use called the magic plates and it's a really easy way where you don't have to count calories. You don't have to count your macros. You can just balance out your plate based on this formula. And it's really easy to say, am I eating balanced nutrition with each meal? But I always say, just pick one meal. If tomorrow you want to try to make your breakfast, a magic plate breakfast, then do that. Don't feel like you have to do your whole day. If you're not ready for that, just pick one thing. And then as you start to develop that habit, then try the next thing and, you know, revamp your lunch, revamp your snacks. And before you know it, you've got all these new habits and then you're eating complete balanced whole food nutrition. And I'm big too on, I don't want perfection. Like I don't okay. expect you to never enjoy a glass of wine or never to have a piece of birthday cake. Yeah. But if 80% of the time you're eating balanced and then 20% you're allowing for things that you love then that's going to be perfect for you. Don't feel like you have to be hundred percent perfect because I know, especially with infertility, there's so much out there that says like, you have to give up this and give up that and sacrifice this. No, just try to be 20% of the time, have what you want. 80% try to do balance. So going back to the magic plates, that is a third of your plate needs to be protein. This can be animal or plant. Okay. If you are going vegetarian or vegan, you need to make sure you're getting enough protein. So maybe you're increasing your beans or your nut butters and nuts and just really paying attention. My thinking is, unless you are doing it for religious reasons, I'm not here to change your mind. If you are, you know, a vegetarian or vegan, because that's your religion, that's one thing. But if you're doing it because you think it's healthy, 
for fertility, it's actually not that healthy. You need animal protein. You need the cholesterol that it provides, which cholesterol makes a lot of your hormones. You need the iron that it provides. There's so many nutrients, connective tissues, amino acids, all of these things that you can only find in an animal. So if you're this way, because you think it's healthy, it's actually not healthy. And it's definitely not healthy for fertility. But again, it's balanced. I don't want you to go out and eat steak for every meal or eat a hamburger at every meal, but just balance. So third of your plate is protein, animal or plant. A third of your plate is whole grains or slow burning carbs. So that can be your quinoa, your buckwheat, any of your root vegetables. So sweet potatoes are great. Pumpkin, squash, thing, eggplant, things like that third of your plate that third of your plate vegetables this can be leafy green vegetables or really any vegetable fill your plate up with the colors of the rainbow orange red purple every vegetable you can think of that's going to give you all the nutrients you need from vegetables but it also gives you a lot of fiber fiber is another very important nutrient for fertility and for overall hormones and then to round out your magic plate one to two tablespoons of a good healthy fat so this could be avocados, nuts and seeds, your oils, something that's going to give you that good, healthy fat. Again, fat does not make you fat. Fat's actually a very important nutrient for overall fertility, for overall hormone balance. Fat fuels your brain. So it's going to have you thinking clearly. It fuels your digestive system. So it's going to keep you fuller longer. It's going to fuel your baby's brain. Once you do get pregnant, you, that baby in the very first stages of life, as you're going through that two week wait and that conception, that baby needs that fat to grow and to survive and to, for their brain to grow. So that's really your magic plate. Try to do, you know, most meals, think about that magic plate and try to make most meals a magic plate meal. And then 20% have fun. Excellent. <laughs> now, can I ask you a question? Because yeah. I, when I got diagnosed back in 2016, the second time from a, from a second fertility clinic, I was actually completely vegetarian and had been mm-hmm. so for about 18 months. And at the time I was not focusing on your quinoas that are like complete proteins and mm-hmm. great carb sources. I wasn't focusing on it as much as I should have been like at every meal or at least, you know, twice or once a day. So could that contribute to the hypothyroid diagnosis in your professional opinion, of course. Yes, it could. Yeah. I mean, I believe nutrition is at the root of everything. I mean, everything that happens with our body, it comes down to that root cause. And so if you're not getting enough of a nutrient or an amino acid or, or something through your diet, then yeah, it can manifest itself in all different symptoms, hypothyroidism, you know, infertility, all these different autoimmune conditions. And so yeah, definitely can play a role. Could it be the only role? Probably not. So don't think it's like, oh, it's my fault. I didn't eat something right or do something right. It's not your fault, but it can play a role. So just in the future, try to do better. That's my, my thinking on that. Yeah. The reason I ask that is because after I had, after we got pregnant 2016 and I was in my early part of my second trimester, I started eating meat again because my my son, his father likes steak. So he wanted steak. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he's, you know, my body was just craving it. And I'm, I'm guessing it was the nutrients that the red meat provided. And so just recently over the summertime, I went to my regular endocrinologist for my thyroid, had it checked. 
hypothyroidism is not an issue. I'm not on medication anymore. And so I was asking the question because I'm thinking that it had to do with me being uh, vegan at one point. That's Mm -hmm. why I had the diagnosis initially. And I don't eat red meat a lot, but I eat enough of chicken and salmon and I do eat Mm -hmm. um, steaks here and there, you know, just enough to get a little bit of what Mm -hmm. they provide. And so I started connecting the dots and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. (laughs) Maybe right. this is why I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism mm-hmm. in the first place because I was vegan and I wasn't getting enough proteins or something yep. else was contributing to it too as well. Yeah. yeah. So enlightening. Oh my God. Yes. It all makes sense, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm back on schedule, you guys. So <laughs> Love it. I was also reading your website. I had pulled up. I was looking at it last week and then I just was looking at it again. And you speak about... Because you said that conventional treatments didn't help you get pregnant. And it wasn't until you started doing implementing the things that you researched and things. Um, so do you get a lot of clients who have like come to their wits end with fertility treatments altogether and they're really just throwing the towel? And so they come to you frustrated, angry, and all these things. And then through your program, they the the links in the puzzle that were kind of missing, if if that makes sense a little bit. Yeah, I have clients that are in every different area of fertility from people that are trying naturally that have just started people that are going through that have been through fertility infertility for many years and have done failed treatments and want to come back to the natural people that are in the middle of fertility treatments and they want to make sure that those treatments work so they you know meet with me and we get all the puzzle pieces together so it's really just all over the board i mean i i've worked with so many different clients and I feel like I can help so many different people um, because the puzzle method works whether you know no matter what stage of infertility you're in or if you're doing art that is just going to put your body into the optimal state of health which is going to boost your fertility and balance your hormones great and so can we move on to the you and the puzzle method and give us uh, a brief or long synopsis of what that entails Yes, I call that understanding supplements because I feel like so many people will see a supplement on Facebook, they'll read a book, they'll talk to a friend, oh, I'm taking this and it works for me. And so they start taking it. But without truly understanding what that supplement does and what it's going to do to your body, you can actually do more harm than good. Some supplements are great, but if if you don't need them, then they can like take Vitex, for example. I know a lot of people take Vitex, yeah. but if you're not struggling with ovulatory issues, if you're not struggling with thyroid issues, sometimes the Vitex can throw off your natural body's rhythm, your natural hormones. And so it can cause you to not ovulate. It can cause your thyroid to go crazy. So making sure that you understand the supplements that you're taking and that they're right for you. That being said, there's a handful and caveat to all of this, always check with your doctor. Do not ever take anything until you check with your doctor. I don't care what I say. I don't care what, you know, Facebook says, check with your doctor, but there's a handful of supplements that I recommend to pretty much everyone. And those are a balanced whole food multivitamin or prenatal, depending on if you're trying to get pregnant or if you're just wanting to be healthy. And I say whole food because most of the vitamins that I would say 90% of the vitamins that are sold over the counter at Walgreens, at Target, all of that mm-hmm. are synthetic vitamins. Your body doesn't know what to do with the synthetic. It sees it as a toxin. So it just flushes it out. 
So you're not getting most of the vitamin that you're taking. You're not getting it. Your body's not able to use it. So a whole food multivitamin is bioavailable, which means your body sees that as food. So it takes Mm -hmm. that food and it's able to use it for what it was intended to be used for, for Mm -hmm. all the systems in your body, your hormone balance, your fertility, all of that. So whole food multivitamin is very important. The next thing is a fish oil. If you're not eating fish a couple of times a week, I suggest taking a fish oil just because you want to get those EPAs, those DHEAs. Uh, You want that fatty acid that a fish oil provides. And the only way to get that is to either eat fish or take a fish oil. (laughs) Um, And so I I work with clients who just don't like fish. You know, they don't want to eat fish. It's not available to them. It's expensive. And so taking a fish oil is how you kind of get around that. If you love fish, if you eat it a couple times a week, then don't worry about a fish oil. You're good. Um, And then the last one is a pre and probiotic. Again, if you are eating fermented foods on a regular basis, you might not need a pre and probiotic. Uh, But if you're not, you definitely need one. And this is going to help to make your gut microbiome strong, balanced. So many things start in the gut, so many hormones, so many processes. You want that gut microbiome strong. And so either eat fermented foods a couple times a week, even up to once a day only about four ounces. So it's okay. four ounces of kombucha. It's a couple bites of kimchi, of sauerkraut. It's not a lot, some pickles. But if you're not doing that, if you don't like those foods or you just don't want to, then definitely do pre and probiotic. Do a refrigerated variety because that's going to have some live organisms that are going to be the most beneficial to you. A prebiotic is the food that the probiotic bacteria eats. So you need both. Um, So those are really my three go-tos. And then, you know, depending on what you're struggling with, if you have PCOS, if you have hypothyroidism, if you have, you know, whatever condition you have, there's probably supplements that can benefit you. I'm big with, you know, Chinese herbs and different functional medicine supplements. But again, depends on your current situation, what you're struggling with, what your doctor agrees to. And so that's when, you know, other supplements would come into play. Yeah, I'm so glad you said earlier too about being cognizant or uh, aware of what herbs and supplements you do or don't need. Mm-hmm. Vitex is a big one. And I feel like yeah. is another one too. Yes. Because yeah. I have experienced those unnecessary changes in cycle because I didn't need it. You know, and right. I learned the hard way. And, and I'm a researcher, so I will research it beforehand. Mm-hmm. But Sometimes the information on the internet doesn't say, well, if you don't have this issue or that issue, don't take it. Mm-hmm. And I, yep. I, I think that's when someone like yourself or herbalist really can come into, mm-hmm. into the picture and help clarify what exactly it's for instead of just taking it for no reason. So exactly. So glad you said that. Yeah. So glad you said that. <laughs> All too often I see it a lot, you know, mm-hmm. and I experience it too. And so we're going to move into the two Z's and I, I just want Kayla to go through her system so that you guys can have a better understanding if you've never used her services. And so can we move into the two Z's and, yeah. uh, and, and what those are for too as well? Yes. So Z, the first one is for zapping stress. So stress is the second leading cause of ovulatory related issues in the world. And I would even say stress is probably the second leading cause of fertility issues as stress your body will always take from any other process in order to make your stress hormones because those are your fire flight. That's what keeps you alive. Your body will always choose to keep you alive over anything else. And that includes make a baby. Yeah. So if you are under constant stress, whether that's perceived stress, so maybe you are 
really busy, you're constantly running around ragged, you're doing a million and one multitasking different things, that's perceived stress. Your body doesn't know if you're being chased by a lion or you're actually running around your office being yelled at by your boss. So that's all stress. So that cortisol and adrenaline go up, the sex hormones come down because there's no resources left over to make those sex hormones. And so I am a big fan of let's manage our stress. And there's a couple of ways that I encourage you to do that. The first thing is to look at your life. Is there anything that doesn't serve you that you are currently doing? Maybe it's a toxic relationship. Maybe it's you're overscheduled and under rested. Maybe it's, you know, is anything in your life not serving you at this moment? And if so, can you eliminate it or can you put it on the back burner? I talk about fertility as a season in your life. Right now, your focus is you want to make a baby. And so that should be one of the most important things. And so putting things that aren't serving you and aren't getting you to that goal on that back burner is going to be very important. Now there's some things that you can't, you can't just go out and quit your job just because you don't want to focus on work anymore. But if you can put it on the back burner, eliminate it and do that. And then I, I'm a big fan of just relaxation techniques. Uh, I'm big into meditation. I recommend that to all my clients. Mm -hmm. I feel like fertility is so male masculine energy. So I got to do this. I got to do that. Do, do, do. We need to just be. And so sit in your feminine energy, do some meditation, some deep breathing, some stretching, visualization, manifestation, all of these things that feed your soul, feed your feminine energy and help to reduce your stress. So those are kind of my key tips around stress and zapping your stress. Yeah. And men, you can tap into your feminine energy too, because you have it too. And that's where your emotions come into play. So exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And so what is your second Z for us? Yes. So Z or Z's. So sleep. So sleep is just as important as what you eat is how much good quality sleep you get. So when you're sleeping, your body is rejuvenating, restoring, regenerating, all of these things that are detoxing. So all of these things are happening when you are sleeping. And so what happens when you don't get enough good quality sleep, it taxes your adrenals, your body sees it as stress, you it can affect your hormones, it can affect your mental health, all of these things, like we are mammals, we are meant to sleep. (laughs) And so a couple tips I have for making sure you're getting good quality sleep, go to bed and wake up at the same time or close to the same time every morning and night. What this does is it sets your natural internal clock, your natural circadian rhythm. You're going with the earth's energy. And so it helps again to, to calm that central nervous system, to calm that stress response, get all these hormones balanced. So you want to try to do that. And what you'll find as well is when you do this, you will naturally get tired at the same time and you'll be awake at the same time. So for me, I've done this for years. And so now I, even without an alarm clock, I'll just wake up at like six o'clock in the morning, like full of energy, full Mm -hmm. of life, ready to conquer the day around seven, 8 PM at night after I have dinner, I'm ready to go to bed. My body says it's time for sleep. So you get on this natural clock and it really does help to make your body work more efficiently. And then a couple other tips for good quality sleep is your bedroom is for sleep and sex only. You're not folding laundry in there. You're not watching TV. You're not playing on your iPad. 
you're literally sleeping and having sex in that room. So your body starts to correlate that room with sleep. And so you naturally get tired when you go in there. You also want to make it as spa-like as possible. So it needs to be cool, dark, free from clutter, as serene as possible. I have my little area where I sleep set up where I have my, my aromatherapy diffuser. I have like a low light light in there. I have some books I want to read. I have all my supplements I take for, you know, at night. And so it's just like a really calm as soon as I walk into that room, I just feel this sense of peace rush over me and my body knows that I'm getting ready to go to sleep. And so it's ready for that. So super important piece of the puzzle. And we can move into uh, your L. So L is love and encouragement. And this is two parts. So this is love and encouragement for yourself. I'm a big proponent of having a strong mindset, really loving your body, loving yourself, being proud of yourself and giving yourself grace for everything that you're doing on this fertility journey. And just within your life, I feel like it's, especially women, we do so many things and we take care of so many people that a lot of times we forget to take care of ourselves. So just having that love for ourselves and everything that we're doing and having that strong appreciation for ourselves. Also, it's with our partner and with our circle. So you want to surround yourself with people that love you, that are supportive of you, that appreciate you and for everything that you are and everything that you, you know, are doing. And if somebody is around you, that's not doing that, then maybe they don't need to be in your circle. There's life is too short to deal with somebody that's not loving and supporting you. And sometimes you have to make a hard decision, you know, and not everybody, you can't obviously cut your mother-in-law out of your life. Right. <laughs> um, but if you have a friend, a coworker, a neighbor, that's just always negative and always like, you know, asking you invasive questions about your fertility journey, then you can put up a boundary and say, no, I'm not going to let that person into my circle, into my sphere. Um, and that's super important for your mental health, for your fertility, for your overall health. Um, and so that love and encouragement itself, and it's for, you know, everybody that you surround yourself with. Love it. Love it. And it's so mm -hmm. important too, especially yeah. right now with the holidays being the toughest time of the year for those trying to conceive, mm -hmm. especially if you're going through treatment and stuff and all the triggers that are happening right now for us. Mm -hmm. um, and so your exercise, and environment piece. Yes. So exercise is super important, you know, obviously for overall health, but you can overdo it when it comes to exercise. And this was something that was really jeopardizing my fertility. I think I had been a personal trainer for 10 years. I thought exercise hard, be super skinny, lift really hard weights. Like that was healthy to me. The other piece of that, which we really didn't talk about before, but I was eating super low fat diet and super gotcha. low calorie diet because I thought that was healthy. Like, you know, let's yeah. be super skinny. I'm super healthy. Look at me. I'm so fit. But for fertility, that's not what you want. Um, no, the opposite. Exactly. And so for exercise, you want to, I'm a big fan of cycle syncing for exercise. And we didn't really talk about cycle syncing for food, um, but we can go back to that if you want. Yeah. But mm -hmm. cycle syncing for exercise means listening to your body, intuitively exercising and exercising with your hormones. Gotcha. So when your hormones are high, you can do more high intensity, but when they're low, you want to do more low, slow, gentle movements. And it's really listening to your energy. When your hormones are mm -hmm. high, your energy's high. When your hormones are low, it's low. Yeah. So listening to that and not trying to push through it, 
because have you ever felt like, oh, I just don't feel like working out today, but you do it yeah. anyways, yeah. because you're like, oh, I'm going to gain weight if I don't. Yeah. That's not what you want. You you're doing more harm than good when you push yourself like that. So taking a day off, taking a day to do some yoga versus some kickboxing mm-hmm. is going to benefit you in your fertility journey and your hormones and in your overall health. And to go back to the cycles, if people listening aren't familiar, I go with four monthly cycles. And so it's your, your menstruation, which is usually about day one through five of the 28 day cycle. Then we go into follicular that's day six through 14. Then ovulation is usually day 15 through 17. Then luteal is day 18 through 28 of a 28 day cycle. And so you want to do low and gentle movements on during luteal and during your period, you want to do high intensity. If you feel up to it during follicular and ovulatory. Gotcha. Yeah. I usually do walking during the, yeah, perfect. Yeah. Walking has really been my go-to lately. Um, yeah. and I just got a stationary, so I'm going to, you know, oh, good. make it easy with that too. Not, you know, cycling my life away either, but right? <laughs> I can totally <laughs> resonate with your story about being a personal trainer and lifting hard, heavy, low fat diet and all that. I did it. And yeah. I think that was another contributing factor to the hypothyroidism yeah. too, as well. When mm-hmm. I was diagnosed with it, because girl, I was doing it all. Okay. I was like, yeah. I could lift a 50 pound box. Like it was nothing Yeah, <laughs> was terrible, yeah. you know, in hindsight, I'm like, oh, this is terrible. This is my I know. husband is looking at me crazy. Like, girl, what are you doing? <laughs> right. And he tried to warn me. He's like, you need a little bit of fat. You need some fat yeah. for, the, for the baby. You know, babies like fat in utero and afterwards. And then, you know, we naturally gain weight breastfeeding because we're eating, consuming more calories and mm-hmm. stuff like that. A lot of people don't know that too. So, but ah, uh, yes, such valuable yeah. and great impactful information. Can we go back to sex and libido? Because I Yes. And we skipped environments. Thing. Oh yes, we did, didn't we? Oh, shit. All right, guys. Okay. Then go back to environment. <laughs> um, but in, so environment yeah. is environment, what you put on and around your body. So it's not just important as what you eat, but it's what the products that you use, the body lotions and the deodorants and the makeup and all of these things that can be endocrine disruptors with the chemicals that are in them. So I am a big fan of paying attention to, are you using non-toxic products? And sometimes this can be very overwhelming for people because you think, how can I change out every product in my whole arsenal of products, but as you run out of things, just say, is this a non-toxic? Is this a healthy version and switch to something that is, if it's not. So, you know, as you run out of your deodorant, let's switch as you run out of your lotion, let's switch. And before you know it, you'll be doing all non-toxic products. And then it's also the environment within your mind. So making sure your mindset is strong and that internal, again, dialogue, your internal self-talk, your internal mindset is very strong and that you are only speaking nice to yourself and you have a really positive mindset. And that's not to say that you're going to have bad days. You're going to have, things are going to happen. It's going to be, you know, shitty. I'm sorry. I don't know if I can cuss on here, but it's going to be bad. Okay. Um, And so it's, it's okay to feel those feelings. It's okay to have a bad day to get bad news, but don't linger there. Allow yourself to feel that feeling. Then know that you're moving towards the goal of baby. You're moving out of that negativity. And so don't allow yourself to linger. Yeah. Before we go on to sex and libido, can you tell me your thoughts on growing into the healthy lifestyle and holistic uh, living? And I got so many things going on at once with my nose. (laughs) I just want to clarify and get your professional opinion on doing all of these things, incorporating 
and taking away some things? How do you feel about just simplifying in your routine for makeup? You know, simpler, like mm-hmm. we were just talking about with the products. I think less is more, especially with beauty yes. products. Hundred percent. The years since I've, you know, after 30, 35, you like you get to this level of maturity you wish you had ten years ago in your <laughs> right. And you're like, less is more, girl, you mm-hmm. know, or guy. Mm-hmm. And 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 I I don't I stopped buying so many different facial products in my face. Mm-hmm. My eczema went away, you know, and I don't mm-hmm. suffer with it as much in my face anymore. You know, simplifying. The yes. whole point of all of this is to simplify. It sounds like a lot, yeah. but it's not because everything is not done all at once. Exactly. Like you were yeah. saying, especially with the cycles thinking, you know, everything is not done at once. You know, certain things are important during this phase of your um, your cycle and your monthly cycles. And then certain things are not as important. So again, the whole point is to is try to simplify things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and nature is simple. Yeah, know? exactly. Simple. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I try to use food grade product and simple. I use, you know, a deodorant, a lotion and a couple yeah. of things on my face. And that's about it. I mean, obviously I wear a little bit of makeup, but not sure. a lot. Yeah. And, and definitely, yeah, I was one of those product junkies where I had like a 10 step facial regimen and Girl, I'm like, yeah. you don't even so need all that. Yeah. Don't even need it. Yeah. So just pick a good, like clean face wash, maybe a clean toner mm-hmm. um, and some, some lotion and, and get a food grade really clean product and then that's all you need yeah and toner is really important for the pores mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. just cleansing or you I like I use facial wipes to clean okay. just because it resonates better with my skin than um the liquid cleansers they tend to dry mm-hmm. me out a little bit with my issue with dry skin and eczema and so toner is great if you get mm-hmm. cystic acne and it hasn't been cleared out all the way through your diet you know diet plays a big a big part mm-hmm. of that too yeah, oh, we can we can talk about so much. <laughs> right. <laughs> how what we're putting in our bodies is coming forth through our skin and our hair mm-hmm. and our nails. But we're gonna talk about sex right now because sex is yes. important and we gotta keep yeah. it really sexy during trying to conceive and, mm-hmm. and and using food to do so. What are like one or two things that you encourage your clients to do to increase libido? Yeah. So a couple of foods that I love. So you're Fatty acids, again, Mm. your good quality fats will increase that libido. And so that would be like your fatty fish, your avocados, your, your nuts and seeds. All of that is wonderful foods for libido boosting and fertility. And then dark chocolate, you know, get that magnesium. Magnesium is a vitamin. I feel like a lot of us are low in, Uh, it can cause us to not sleep properly. It can cause some fertility related issues. It can cause low libido. So getting that magnesium through dark chocolate is I think a fun way to do it versus taking a supplement. Um, So you want or on the label for dark chocolate, like if we go to like a mom's organic market or whole foods type. Yep. So you want about 70% or higher pure uh, raw cacao. So make sure it's at least 70% and that will have the magnesium that you need in it. Wonderful. Wonderful. And I think that you guys can try that with the holiday season upon us. Yes. I have plenty of chocolates out there right now that they put on the market for sure. I I have an amazing recipe for homemade fudge. Oh my goodness. You can Mm -hmm. make it as a single serving. And this Mm -hmm. recipe is also in my cookbook, a little shameless plug, but it is a tablespoon of coconut oil, a tablespoon Mm -hmm. of raw cacao, a half a tablespoon of almond butter, and a little bit of either raw honey or pure maple syrup, just like a half teaspoon or less. Heat that up on the stove just until it's liquid. 
pour it into a little ramekin, put it in the freezer, and it's the best fudge you will ever eat. And it is so healthy. And it gives you all the fat that you need or one serving of fat. So it's if you want some healthy chocolate to get some of that magnesium, that's a great recipe. Thank you for that. And if you didn't listen to this part of the episode, you're freaking missing out. Right. But I need that because (laughs) that's your, that's, yeah. Right now, like holiday times, what? I cannot wait to make it. Oh yeah. My my son is going to love it. He's going to love it. I'm not going to tell my husband what's going to eat it. He's going to be like, girl, this is good. The only, <laughs> yeah, if you if you make a pan of it, just be careful that you don't eat the whole pan. <laughs> I know, right? It's so good. <laughs> and one time, uh, oh my god, yeah, <laughs> I know it is. It sounds divine. Yes, I always. Okay. And you know what's so funny? And you can tell me like what the what the cause is behind it, but I find myself wanting dark chocolate like that on my cycle. Yeah, you're low in magnesium. Mm-hmm. Yep. Is that and is that because we are cleansing with the blood flow and everything? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, that's yep. what I thought. I wasn't going crazy then. Okay, <laughs> and it hasn't always been that way. Just more recently, um, as yeah. I've gotten older, I feel like mm-hmm. sometimes I need a little bit extra. And so, yeah, this is great so that I don't have to take another freaking pill, another supplement. Right? Oh my gosh! It's so, crazy. <laughs> so, Kayla, if you have one or two more things that you like to reiterate, and then we'll move into how everyone can connect with you um, to wrap up today's episode. I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Yeah, for sure. So I know we talked about a lot here today. So for those listening, try not to be overwhelmed. Pick one thing and just start with that today. And maybe you're already doing all of these things. Well, then if that's the case, pick one where you can up level. What's one thing that you could do a little bit better today than you did yesterday? And just start there or, you know, pick that one thing and get a little better and start there. So that's my one piece of advice. And then fertility is, like I said, it's all about what can I do? What can I do? Let's just sit and be, go outside, walk in nature, go do some deep breathing, just sit and meditate and journal and just sit in that feminine energy and just be. And I promise after about 10 minutes of that, you'll be so calm, so relaxed. And then when you get done with that, if you're in your ovulation phase, go have sex with your husband, make a baby because you want to not or have sex because you want to not because you're trying to make a baby. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's such a great reminder. And if you're in the midst of fertility treatments and you're listening and you're just looking for some healthy lifestyle changes that Kayla has offered us today, just make an effort when your doctor tells you, you know, you can be at that point in your cycle. I know a lot of restrictions are around fertility treatment and when you can have sex because you have to get this checked and that lining checked in, all these different things. But definitely make some of Kayla's uh, chocolate, make it really sexy. Yes. And yeah. And one little caveat to that I have about if, if you are in treatments and you can't baby dance right now, yeah. then just make some time to spend with your partner with your husband, hold their, you know, hold each other's hands or go on a dinner date or, you know, just sit on the couch and, you know, rub each other's feet or whatever it is that you can reconnect with that partner. You don't have to be having intercourse to reconnect and to be having uh, some emotional and quality time. So definitely just, just find some time to be together, whether that's having sex or just holding hands. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Kayla. And can you give us your social media handle and then also your website too? Yes. So my website is coachkayla.com. I just changed my website, my social media. I'm on Instagram at Kayla Health Coach. I'm on uh, Facebook at Kayla Health Coach. I have a, I have a Facebook group 
it's at hormone puzzle and on my website as well to go back to that i have a lot of free gifts i have a free fertility meal plan i have a cycle syncing quick start guide and a holistic healing cookbook and you can also book a call with me if you want to talk further about how i can help you thank you so much again kayla i'm so glad that we had the opportunity to talk more in depth about your program and giving us all of your insight into living healthier and optimizing not just fertility but for our whole well-being because we're going to need it when we have the toddlers trust me yes energy (laughs) yes for sure yeah thank you and thank you friends for listening today to the infertility and me podcast everything we talked about will be in the show notes as well as kayla's information peace and blessings